Welcome to This Week in Sports with Eric and Jordan, our true season premiere, um, but we are going to take a week off as well for the Thanksgiving holiday. So before we get into it, be nice to hospitality, retail, and service workers. They work hard on, they have to work the schedules because of people that enjoy shopping and messing with people's lives. So be nice to the workers. Don't be Karens, Chads, Dicks, assholes, whatever you want. Um, put in there they're short staffed they're overworked be nice um, yeah i agree <laughs> so, hi guys yeah so uh yeah now let's get into it um sports week sports this week um so a lot has happened um one of the biggest i didn't know about this I mean, until this week and it's been almost a little over two and a half weeks or so since but Chinese tennis player Peng Peng Suai sorry if I mispronounced that name um, hasn't been heard from um, since November 2nd after she went on a social media Chinese social media platform um, saying that the vice premier of China had sexually assaulted her and she has not been seen since that came out there were this Chinese state media has said that she's safe and will make a public appearance soon, um, quote unquote soon. She's at her home, quote unquote, freely and didn't want to be disturbed, quote unquote. Um, so, again, take that with, with what you will. I have no, uh, I have no trust in what they say, to be honest. Um, the email that came out it literally started off with hi this is Peng Shai I, even if she did write it she, I believe it was under duress um, I just don't trust what they've done um, and when you look into what that story is I mean it is you know, at one point she was she said that the vice premier had coerced her into sex and it was just like well, at one point he went she went to his house and the wife watched like him sexually assault her like it's just interesting it's just awful and it's even getting the U.S. government involved. Um, Press Secretary Jen Psaki said that President Biden wants verifiable proof um, that of her well-being. Um, but one thing I want, the one thing that really stood out to me, um, there's a saying, um, money over morals or morals over money, however you want to, depends on your view. It goes either way. Well, the WTA has spoken out about this and they are willing. If there's no verifiable proof that she's okay, we have no problem losing millions of dollars and pulling out of China. Thank you, WTA. Yeah, for making the decision that the NBA should have. Yep. Um, you know, you look at, I look at two companies. I look at the WWE with Saudi Arabia and the NBA with China, where you've got two countries that are marred with controversial issues and stuff, you know, involving their governments. And those two companies said, hey, we'll take your money and, you know, we'll give, you know, we'll do business with you. And the WTA coming out, <laughs> I didn't realize they had such a sack. And they were like, yeah, we don't care. Um, and it, it's part of a larger issue, Eric, because, you know, this goes into the Beijing Olympics next year, where the U.S. and Canada and a lot of other companies are, or countries are talking about pulling their dignit dignitaries yeah. from coming. Yeah, this is a, so I would say this, this is before our time. Um, I go back to 1980 when the summer games were in Moscow and the winter games were here. And 
I mean, that was the height of the Cold War. Um, and there was, and kind of ironic, the U.S. was pissed about Russia invading Afghanistan. So, I mean, obviously, keep that aside. Um, but yeah, um, so they, so they were telling Khrushchev and all those, they were going to say, I mean, Jimmy Carter and all those, they're like, we're not going to go to you guys. You're not coming to us, blah, 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 whatever. Well, obviously, they, obviously there was no boycott. I mean, I hope there's not a boycott because, I mean, I know you and I talked about it when we were doing the Summer Olympic coverage was, you love the Winter Olympics, so do I. Like, I love the curling. I love the events in it. Um, Bobsledding, man. Bobsledding is horribly terrifying to watch, but, like, exhilarating. It's like NASCAR at Dagon steroids. Right. Um, yeah, icy, you know, icy track, limited yeah. control. You're literally riding on two blades. Yep. Going 100 miles an hour. Yeah, no, it's it's nuts. Um, it's crazy. How, I mean, I love watching that stuff. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I... At what point do we just stand up to China as right. a world? No, I agree with that, but also at the same time... It sounds bad. I mean, the Olympics need the U.S. view. Like they need that. They need the U.S. Well, so they haven't talked about pulling our athletes yet. From everything I've read about it, is it's just not having our, you know, the president and our, you know, our dignitaries if okay. we all show up. Everything I've read so far is it's not talking about pulling the athletes because. I don't think that's fair to the athletes, in all honesty. Like, right. you know, they've busted their ass for four years to try and earn this, you know, spot in the Olympics. Right. They deserve to be recognized. And in all honesty, you know, if you want to give a country a middle finger, what better way to go there and win gold in their country well, and that's have what your the, national... And that's, what the, and that's kind of what happened in 1980 as well. Yeah. Um, the... USSR was like, fine, we'll go there. We'll kick your, we'll, we're going to win gold on your, on your territory. Obviously, How'd that work out? Obviously they did it in hockey. Um, but, uh, yeah. but speaking of, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't want there to be boycotts. I don't want Athens to miss this opportunity. No. I mean, I, I also, Olympic, Olympic hockey is great because it's a bigger ice. It's different, different kind of style, but the ice is more, the ice is wider. It's more open, and it feels and like it NHL, matters. And the NHL is allowing the players this year on like 2018. So the U.S., uh, U.S., Canada, better shot at meddling this year than 2018. Yeah. I um, yeah. So yeah. Oh, and U.S. men's curling defending their gold with with the guy that looks like Super Mario at the helm. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I just, I, I, yeah, to me, I, I don't think any of our, you know, dignitaries, you know, should go. I don't think, you know, our president or anybody should go. I think we should send our athletes and have them show up, make the statement, you know, like, listen, you know, the things that are going on in this country are not kosher. Right. And there's, there's going to be repercussions for it at some point. You know, it's, it's becoming a, the, a UN, UN. The, the UN will just put sanctions on them. Wahoo. And they, sh- and they should. And right. I, I, and to kind of, my last thought on this is, you know, again, you said it, just major kudos to the WTA, you know, for being like, listen, like, this is one of our players. You know, she's a, like, like a champion in, you know, she's women's a, doubles. Yeah. She was a, she was ranked number one as a doubles player. She was really exactly. good and went to, went to a couple singles finals. So she's a really good player. It's yeah. It's not not that not that it would matter, right? But it's not like this is an unranked player. You know, this is like a top athlete in their sport, and for them to be like, "Yo, you're messing with our people," you know, she's she's from China, but she's our tennis player, right? And you, you're something's going on, and if you don't clear this up, there's gonna be a problem. And the like the longer this drags out, and the longer this goes on, it just gets worse and worse and worse. I, I hope to God she's safe. Yeah, same that's here. all I can say. I mean, that's the most I mean, important thing is paying safety. Um, I hope uh, 
hope everything is well with her. Um, but yeah, this is it transcends sports. I mean, this that's obviously I mean that's kind of what it boils down to. I mean, this doesn't this is a person's life. Um, this is I mean, I'm glad to see a sports organization finally go enough. Like we're we'll bail we'll pull out we'll pull out if we have to. And I, I want to see to that point. Personally, I would love to they, see it. If they if they do it, absolutely. And then just to show further support, I would love to see another country, whether it's the US, you know, England, you know, say, hey, you know what? Take their deal, come to shove it, we'll give you the money, you know, and do business with us. And I think that would really be a shot across the bow for the WTA to be like, not only do we not need China and their money, but we can go to these other countries that do support tennis as well. And, you know, we can make money. So I would love to see, you know, another country step up and be like, hey, whatever dates they had, we'll take them. Right. You know, and, you know, we'll we'll financially kind of stand with the tennis association and the world and saying, you know, what's going on over there is not okay. And the, if we're not going to, they're not going to do business with China. Well, because of that, we're going to do business with you now. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's really kind of scary that this is happening. Um, that a government has that much control. Um, and like you can't badmouth the government and say what you want about what's going on in the U.S. I mean, we're one of the few countries where you can just rip a government to shreds and they're like, yeah, we're cool, whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, so, there's a lack of appreciation for freedom of speech in the country, but anyway. Yeah. But um, but yeah, that's our thoughts on the Peng Shao situation. Um, just really hope she's okay. Um, I, I just don't trust the reports that she's freely at home i really don't um but we'll see um yeah and again it's been unavoidable unfortunately but has to be talked about zach stacy my look i've seen i've seen the videos i mean you saw the videos of ray rice you've seen the kareem hunt Zach Stacy made them look like saints. And that's not a football pun. <laughs> um, this is what he did on that video was quite possibly the most sickening thing I've seen. Yeah, um, Zach Stacy, I doubt you're listening because you're in jail. <laughs> but if you ever do, just understand that I think you're a piece of shit. And um, I hope nothing but bad things happen to you. Um, you know, I... I won't even bring up the fact that you were a bum in the NFL and, you know, you couldn't hack it with the New York Jets, you know. But, Eric, I'm going to take this kind of to like a personal note. There is such a problem in this country with fathers being treated like second-class citizens. And for this man to show up to his baby mama's house to see his son, who's only five months old, for her to allow him to see his kid, and then for that to happen in front of their child, um, this is why we as fathers and as men have the reputation that we do. And this is why we're treated like second-class citizens in the courts, because unfortunately there are far more incidents of this happening. Um, and yeah, he's a piece of shit. Um, he's facing 15 years in jail and it 15 years isn't enough no i mean to um do that you know first of all i'm all about defending yourself if somebody puts hands on you you have a right to defend yourself first and foremost whether it's male female female male 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 female female whatever if somebody's putting their hands on you you have the right to defend yourself um not escalate it not make it worse but stop it from happening. In this particular case, she wasn't putting hands on him. They were having an argument or a discussion over their son, but at no point did she ever raise a hand to him. Nope. At no point did she ever 
threaten him or pull a gun on him. He literally just took his little punk ass anger and swung on her and then threw her into a TV in front of his son. And that's the victim in the scenario is obviously the woman that got hit. I hope she's okay. I know she went to the hospital um, and got treated for some injuries. Um, kudos to her for getting help when she did immediately. But man, that little boy now at five months old just saw his dad lay hands on his mom. And the only thing I'm thankful for is that usually five months olds don't remember stuff like that. But that video exists now. So yeah. in 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, when that boy is older and he knows about his dad and he Googles his dad, that's going to be the first thing that pops up now. Because the sure shit wasn't any football highlights. Um, and just, yeah, sorry. I'm off my soapbox. No. Fucking disgusting. No, I 100% and... agree. It, it was sickening to watch. Like, and I think I said it. I mean, the Ray Rice video was like, I mean, it was bad. Like, I thought that was bad. The Kareem Hunt kicking that one was bad. This was, this was like, I mean, I equated it to what he was doing to, there was a, I mean, I, there's really nothing to compare it to. I mean, it was like a, it was like a just a heavyweight bout with just him, like on a punching bag. That's what he treated her as, and it was sickening to watch. Like I didn't make it through the whole video because I couldn't. You know what? In some way, I'm glad this video exists, not because of what happened, but if people want to know what domestic violence looks like, ladies and gentlemen, there it is. Well, I mean, domestic violence looks like a lot of things, though. This yeah, is but just, like this is more. This was. Besides domestic violence, pure battery. It, but like now people know what it looks like. Like when people get accused of that and people have to go through this and, you know, you see people like getting charged with it, like it, it becomes more real for people. I think when, when, when Red Rice happened, it became real for people. Like, holy shit. Like he, he gave her the one, two KO, you know, and it got real for people. And they were like, holy shit. Like we got to get this out. You know, like okay, this, that's what. Okay, that's what. Okay, yeah. Sorry, yeah, I was, wondering, I was that, wondering where you were that, going with it. I was that, that's that's the route I was going. Where like, you know, like yes, people video, talk about a video makes it real. It does, and it puts it in your face, and it's like, this is what this looks like. This is what happens. Not like you know verbatim every time, but like when you see like people wanting like support bad women shelters and stuff like that, this is what leads to it, and um hopefully some good can come from it hopefully he rots in jail um for a long time yeah i really i mean i i don't wish i mean i said it last week what i said it last week hate the sin love the sinner what henry ruggs did um drunk driving and and killing an innocent woman is bad, is horrible. She's going to face his consequences. I can't put one. I mean, I mean, there's one thing that I was, I can't forget. I can forget. It sounds bad, but I can kind of forgive that decision more than I can for laying hands on someone. And that is not self defense. I can't forgive I, that I, because I hope there's some. I hope there's some is together. That's all I hope. They can both. They can both. Jump they can both ride in hell. Um, yeah, and I kind of, I will touch base on something else. Um, really, drunk driving incident happened in February. Um, Brett Reed, um, drunk driving and put that five year old girl in the hospital. Kudos to the Chiefs for not over nine months later, finally saying we're gonna take a, we're gonna take care of her medical expenses for life. Kudos Kansas City Chiefs for that. That decision should have been made on the spot. But that's a that's a great shout, Eric. And I appreciate you for bringing that up because that is a story that had some really shitty circumstances that led to it. And unfortunately, now there's a little girl whose life has changed forever because of it. And it's, you know, good shout to the Chiefs for taking care of her. They should have. 
yeah absolutely but um but yeah um that's i know we hate talking about the serious stuff but it has to be brought to attention um so we'll uh i know we're a little late on it because of our hiatus but we'll uh do our epically failed mlb recap of the season my true second favorite team uh just because i love them so much in the 90s the atlanta braves the atlanta curse is broken world series champions congratulations atlanta sticking the middle finger to the mlb for pulling the all-star game out of their city and winning the world series um what's that saying get will go broke something i know that's such a yeah. something like that i know it's such a hipster thing to say but like yeah i i i didn't didn't pick the braves to go super far but no we i was picked a, we picked so, them to win the east which they did one yep. of our one of one of our i think only three predictions that came true um, <laughs> yeah yeah if you guys want to know who to pick just pick opposite of what we do and you yes. have a better chance yes um but the coolest thing about this uh that came out after they won the world series was those that know hank aaron died in january of this year he wore number 44 at the all at the all-star break they finished they finished 44 they won 44 games the first half 44 sec in the second half and won in the 44th week of the year like if you're talking like an angel in the outfield they had it <laughs> what's the line for moneyball how do you not love baseball how are you how can you not be romantic <clears throat> excuse me how can you not be romantic about baseball yeah I like mean, stuff like this like you've seen it like i've seen things happen in sports where i don't care what you believe in there's moments that happen where you're like wow whether it was d gordon in 2016 homering in the first at bat with his first home run of the year after his best friend jose fernandez died i um I like, was thinking Dale Earnhardt. I was thinking Dale Earnhardt when he died, or when and or when Dale Earnhardt Jr. wins at Daytona the same year, or the next race when Michael Waltrip won, right? Or and, Steve Park and Steve Park, I think finished yes, second. It was like, Steve Park, yeah. Steve Park won the next race. Yep, like that. Like there's moments in sports that you look at after something like this, and then something happens, and it's just. There's, it's hard not to believe, honestly. Like, I'll say yeah. this: one of my favorite players in baseball is Freddie Freeman. Yes, favorite players. Like you don't hear a bad word about that guy. He supports the shit out of his team, the shit out of the city of Atlanta. You know, he was one of those guys where he was like one of those really highly touted prospects. You know, he, very Buster Posey like with like really a lot of hype, and he's been everything they've said and more. And to see him get a ring, oh man, it it almost made me cry. So just I, I mean, it's a, it's just crazy. I mean, because I said it um, at our all on the All Star Break episode that they were done when Acuna tore his ACL. It's like they're done. Oops. That that aged like milk. <laughs> well, you know, that's why I said, you know, just pick the opposite of what we do. And Speaking of okay. aging like milk, yeah, let's kind of recap our predictions. Um, well, let's kind of go off the awards. Um, I, the Cy Young, we missed there. I mean, I had, I did say Dark Horse. Brandon Woodruff, I got the right team. Wrong pitcher. <laughs> Corbin Burns, Milwaukee Brewers. Less innings. I think I don't even think he, he didn't even hit 200 innings. Um, and won the Cy Young. So I don't know how that's, I don't know how awards ever, I don't know how awards are being voted anymore. Welcome to the MLB in 2021, where nobody goes past five innings. Yeah, um, 
just I mean he's he's done it um you got we have the AL Cy Young this might hurt a little bit I mean we had Garrett Cole it was his to lose he had a great year really good year but somehow Robbie Ray in Toronto <laughs> just found something yeah, I mean, he's going to cash in. He's older. I wouldn't pay him. I wouldn't pay him the money. I wouldn't put him. No. I wouldn't pay him ace money. The guy had a historically bad twenty twenty, and found something this year, which, as a Tigers fan, really pisses me off because this now puts Cy Young number five on the two thousand fourteen pitching staff. Ouch! <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, buddy. No pain. Yeah, that, that is <laughs> looking back on that. We have we had five Cy Young winners on that team, on those teams, and <laughs> no ring to show for it. And I, I do. I'm proud of Garrett Cole. I really am. He, I don't like seeing guys get these mega contracts that he got. And as a Yankee fan, I was like, "Oh Christ, here we go again. Another pitcher that we're gonna pay a shit ton of money to." And he has been everything he can be to the Yankees a leader in the clubhouse a leader on the field you know is he going to go out and get you 40 strikeouts a game and go 12 innings no but he's going to get you like six or seven really good innings he's going to give up you know two or three runs he's going to give you a chance every single time he's on the field very few times does he go out and not have his shit and you know he's just yeah, I, mean, I want to say he, he's the definition of what an ace is. Yes, he's going to have bad games, unfortunately, um, but that's just the game. You know what um, he reminds me of, Eric? He reminds me of a modern day Roy Holiday. Like every time he takes the mound, you're like, "This is the ace of our team." Yeah, we're going to have every every five days, every five games, we're going to have a chance to win because Cole is going to be out there. Yeah, and it, the the team just feels different when he's on the mound. So. Yeah. But you know, the problem with aces, um, a lot of the times, when the one our NL pick example is was obviously it didn't happen. He's been he was hurt a lot this year, unfortunately. Um, otherwise, it probably would have been is Jacob Degrom. The problem with an ace, and as a Tigers fan, experience this. Sometimes that ace doesn't get the run support because they're that good, and there's been times Verlander's thrown eight innings, struck out 12, allowed two hits, two runs, and that was a two-run shot. And they lose two to one or two nothing. It it sucks. Like, I it's, like, it's like Felix Hernandez, his entire career in Seattle. Yeah, you know? I mean, that's why he won that Cy Young that one year. Uh, I think it was 2010 yeah. when he was like... More- was we he had like eight wins. He was below five hundred or something. I think he was. I think he was eight and nine that year. Or is he, he was below five hundred or at five hundred. I can't really recall at this time, but it was one of those. But he had like a sub two ERA. Yeah, <laughs> and like two hundred plus strikeouts. Yeah, and it was like, not like Felix Hernandez was good. You know, and it, I just felt bad for him that he was in Seattle. Yeah, well, and then when he finally got out of Seattle, he was washed. Yeah. So, but um, yeah, that's the Cy Young. Um, Rookies of the year, we nailed this one, or at least I did. I don't I can't, remember who, I can't remember who you picked, um, but AL, Randy Ruziana, <laughs> Tampa Bay, AL rookie of the year. Um, I meant to put in my notes who I picked, but I don't think. Uh, I think we had talked about him both of yeah. us. I don't know if I ended up picking him. Yeah, but but I for sure know we did not pick the NL. Uh, um, yeah, I did not have Jonathan. Jonathan India of the Cincinnati Reds. Great year. Um, Solid prospect. Good kid. Um, I, yeah, I have no problem with that award. Um, Either awards go in there. Um, So we'll see. We'll see that. What about the uh, MVPs? (sighs) So historic in the sense that for the first time ever, MLB in either league, an MVP did not go to a playoff team. Yeah, what a what a weird year, huh? Um, <laughs> for, for, 
For two I mean, people yeah. that claim to be baseball purists, I've always believed that like the MVP should come from like a winning team. Same here. But I can't argue with but at I, least Ale. I can't. I really. The more I think about, it, I can't really argue either now. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, because Philly was in the hunt, playoff hunt for a while, really up until the end, and Bryce Harper was a big part of that. I mean, I'm glad. So you kind of have that look there. Um, I know we. I think we both picked Tatis on that one. We did, and if he had stayed healthy and if they had made the playoffs, I think you probably would have done it. Right. Because his numbers were good this year. Yeah. Even they with, weren't. Yeah, they were good. Um, he was a finalist along with Juan Soto, who, if you haven't seen those, if you haven't had the opportunity to watch Juan Soto play, that kid's good. <laughs> Man, he is the catcher of the future. That kid is a really good player. Um, so we'll see that. Yeah, and then you mentioned the AL. Um, fucking angels. <laughs> um, they, um, yeah, Shohei Atani, unanimous MVP. I, I do believe that it is because of his pitching and hitting his two-way play and ability. Uh, we, we literally are seeing a Babe Ruth right now. And we've talked about how much we love that kid. And I just, I adore that guy. Yeah. Um, but it's still the angels. I, mean, I, they, they just signed this week. Uh, Noah Syndergaard, um, Thor is back in Hollywood. Um, but I don't know how good he's going to be in the AL. He, just, he, he struggled with he's... injuries. He's coming off Tommy John NL to AL typically does not work. No, cause it is a different, way to pitch it's going to come down to health for him you know he's had like two years in a row yeah yeah, he's only pitched like like 16 games or so in the last two years so paying him 21 million dollars but at the same time like that's the kind of risk they got to take i think like we i've mentioned it numerous times no i said it too i said too. the angels need pitching yes and and you have Shohei Itani, but you're not going to rely on that. You can't. If you need something if it, else, if it works out, this is going to be like like this will be the move that we point to. We're like, this is why they got to the playoffs. But this could also be a complete non-factor and waste of twenty-one million dollars. Exactly. So if you're Bryce, you know, not Bryce Harper, if you're Mike Trout and Shohei, is it a great move? Is it a move that gets you excited? Like, okay, they're doing something. Yes. But it's not the move where I'm like, wow, okay, they're they're doing it. Like they just threw a shit ton of money at a guy that hasn't pitched in two years. Right. Right. And has the talent, has the yeah. talent in all the world. Yeah. And I think I mean as a Tigers fan, um I said we had five Cy Young winners on the 2014 team. I still think the Mets might have had might be the most disappointing rotation. Matt Harvey, I mean, Matt Harvey, Noah Syndergaard, Stephen Matz, Zach Wheeler, um, and DeGrom. I mean, I say that disappointing is because I mean, Matt Harvey initially looked, was phenomenal, and then injuries happened. Stephen Matz, injuries. Zach Wheeler was a Cy Young finalist, finally, but he, he has not been healthy most of his career. I mean, this is a – that team had the potential to have – would have a lot of talent. And in 2015, when they were all healthy, they went to the World Series. Yeah, that's going to be a case of, boy, boy, what could they have been? It kind of reminds me of the Cubs, you know, when they had Wood and Pryor. Yeah. It was like, damn, like how – If Mark Pryor was still healthy. Yeah, it's very much, you know, reminds me of that team where made it to the World Series or NLCS. Yes. Yeah, NLCS. But, you know, um, had a World Series roster, you know, at least a World Series winning pitching staff. And, you know, they got close that one year and it just was never the same. Yeah. So, but Shohei, man, yeah. I adore that kid. He's fun to watch. 
I wish he wasn't on the West Coast. I was just about to say that. Those are late games. It's hard for us to watch them. He makes me want to stay up and watch those games. I'm not going to because I'm an old man now, and I have to go to bed by like 10 o'clock. But, you know, he – if there's ever like a Sunday night game at like 7, 8 o'clock, you bet your ass I'm checking out Shohei Otani. Like, you know, he's can't miss baseball to me. Yeah. Like he's – whether he's on the mound – hitting there's always a chance he's going to do something awesome and he deserved that mvp yeah i love seeing that picture of him and ichiro side by side only um, the second uh second japanese born mvp aside from ichiro yep so and i, I adore ichiro adore that man yeah so kudos to otani yeah um that was yeah, that's it. I mean, this year was crazy in baseball. Record amount of no hitters this year. Um, it was. <laughs> I mean, you saw you've had combined no hitters, you had solo no hitters, but this year alone, and there were nine of them, nine or ten no hitters. It was insane, and it was mainly Cleveland, Texas, and Seattle that got no hit <laughs> this year. No, oh, poor, I mean, poor, I, you, poor those guys. Yeah, um, but it was a crazy year in baseball. Um, the Atlanta Braves, just unbelievable way to go there and and win. They knocked out, and it wasn't like they, I mean, they had a beat the best teams the past five years they beat, well, the, they beat the Dodgers granted they're getting older but still but now we've got the, uh, the winter the meetings coming up yep winter meetings in a couple weeks but uh, we have six a looming, through the ninth we have a looming lockout though Oof. Um, so this could be a long off season um, guys are trying to sign these deals, get their money now. So follow that hot stove and uh, go from there. But uh, yeah, we'll kind of hit it up with our NFL and college football recaps and previews, however you want to do it. All hell is breaking loose in college football right now. Not only playing, but also the coaching carousel. Unless you're Georgia. Unless you're Georgia. Case you're cool. Yeah. <laughs> Georgia and Alabama. I mean, they're they're the best two teams, obviously. Number three, Oregon in the college football playoff rankings got killed last night. So they're out. Pac 12's done. Um Rip. And then so, Michigan Michigan State oh, completely shitting the bed to Ohio State yesterday. Like so this as a Michigan fan, I mean it's it sets up obviously it sets up now for next, for this coming week. This is the game. This is Michigan Ohio State. How you want it? Same records overall, different conference it's, records. But this it's is a, it's it's a playing game. I'm this gonna is call a playing it what game. It is. This, it is a playing game for the Big Ten East representative for the championship. And most likely a spot in the college football playoff. Whoever wins this is in. I think regardless of what happens in the uh, Big Ten title game. I completely is, agree. This is a game that, and for once, I mean, this has happened only a couple times in my, only twice in my lifetime, 2006 and 16. This is the first time a game of this magnitude of Ohio State, Michigan is in Ann Arbor. So I hope the big house brings the energy this week. I yeah. hope that I hope it's the lot. I mean, I've watched a bunch of games. I've been to a bunch of games there where it's been loud. Take it to the next level. Yeah, and you're gonna need it because uh, CJ Shroud looks like CJ Shroud. He, he, put, like he put up video game numbers. I was still in, Bryce Young, by half. the way. In the first half. Bryce Young dropping five fifty nine and five touchdowns against Arkansas. Um, what the fuck? 
but yeah, CJ Stroud did it. Yeah, that kid. He's I know good. when we did our when we did our college football preview. I think I have him as the Heisman winner. I don't. I think I don't that's what who, I put him in. I think I did too. I have to go back and look at it. Yeah, but we talked about him strongly. Yes, that if he could put it together, um, or maybe I think I maybe I picked Rattler. Boy, that was a miss. Yeah, I think he did. Um, oh, oh, God, they're saying he's a, like a fifth round draft pick now, if at all. He said he um, needs another year. He's going to transfer good. somewhere. Yeah, he needs to go to like UCF for a year now and yeah. go play well. But um, yeah, CJ Stroud looked amazing. I mean, it helps um, to have Garrett Wilson, Chris Olave. Whatever. It's Ohio State. You can say that every year about, you know, you yeah. can say that about Bryce Young. Yep. I mean, you know, he's yet again got three damn NFL receivers he's thrown to and an NFL running back who I probably can't, I can't name right now, but I'm sure he's a first or second round pick. Yeah. So they'll, um, uh, <laughs> it's going to be interesting to watch that. But yeah, man, you got, you got some interesting things. I mean, storylines. I mean, I think Stroud's got the Heisman now. Um, Wake Forest yeah, yesterday. Wake Oof. Forest. See, this. I told my dad. Oof. I told my dad, this is a headline. I told him, like, this is a headline I never thought I'd ever read in my life. The headline read, I got the alert on my phone. Clemson upsets Wake Forest. Yeah, that's a... I Oof. never thought I'd ever read a headline like that in my life. They... Um, here's the thing. They were talking about the radio here yesterday. And, Clemson, and Clemson's alive in the ACC. Yeah. Eight and three, baby. Like... like Stabo, DJ has still ukulele or however you say his name. Yep, has still not looked great to me. Like, no, no, that offense still... has looked. That offense has, up until yesterday has looked pedestrian at best. You know, but they're fucking. It's Clemson defense, like every single like they're Alabama on defense, where it's like every year they have like three to five guys where I'm like first round pick, first round pick, first round pick. Um. You know, and I just I feel like Wake Forest has had an amazing year. Yes. They clearly were not a top ten school, um, as far as but I mean their offense is legit. Like Sam Hartman needs to be in the final conversation in the in the uh, Heisman conversation. Go look up his stats and tell me he's not one of like the three to five best players in the country. Um, you know he has been amazing this year, and. I just I hate it for Wake. I really was hoping like, even though they were the number ten team, and they mentioned the radio here, you're the number ten team in the country. You need to show up in Clemson and act like it. And I just think they shit to bed. It was yep. like they the moment was too big for Wake Forest. But yeah. Dave Clawson's probably not going to be the coach next year. No, I have. There's like I said, coaching carousel this year. It's it's nuts already. We're not even at the off season. And I very, I firmly believe Florida is going to open up after that. A lot after that loss to Mizzou last last night. Oof, yeah, that was bad. You um, you have to. <clears throat> Florida has to make a change. Is Texas got, you, is Texas going to fire Sarkeesian after one year? You've got USC still open. USC's open. LSU's My, open. Virginia Tech's the, open. Washington's open. The rumors of Miami with a new AD now. I mean, Miami Manny could, Diaz, op- Miami could and, open, and Lane Kiffin, he's open to jumping again. And, but I, I would love to see him stay in the state all Miss. I think he's done a good job there. But um, he's actually a good coach. Like he's a very good coach, I, actually. But I think he, he's a dickhead. He's he a dickhead as a person. The right, he needs to find the right situation. And I think Ole yeah. Miss is it. Yeah. But um. Yeah, I mean, he's made Matt Corral a. <sighs> Yes. He's the top quarterback in the draft. Yep. And if you don't believe that Lane Kiffin has a direct impact, I mean, everywhere he goes, his quarterbacks are good. Yeah. And they were so, better than they were before he got there. So, yep. And he's, so he's done that. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of jobs open already and more potentially. I mean, there's a thing that came out Penn State and frankly could mutually part ways at the end of the year. I I just I I personally love James Franklin. If James Franklin leaves, Cincinnati's going to open. 
I think Luke Fickle is going to go to Penn State. He said he'd rather be, in, he prefers to stay in the Midwest. If Penn State opens up with what he's done at, uh, with what he's done at Cincinnati, they may be that fourth playoff team. Don't. And that's the that's the other thing too. I mean, with Oregon losing last night. Do you put? I mean, this is on the committee. Do you put? They're one lot. I mean. Notre Dame's one loss is to that Cincinnati team that's undefeated. That's their best win. Do you jump? I mean, the question is now: Do you jump? Do you jump Michigan over Cincinnati and put them fourth? Uh, I don't know. I mean, you had a Michigan blew out Maryland last night, yesterday. So we'll see. I I think. You're gonna have Alabama. You're gonna have Georgia. Right. Those are those are the, um, you're gonna, the, three, the top three right now are Georgia, Bama, Ohio State in that order. Yeah. Well, and then depending on who wins next week, so it's either gonna be Michigan, Ohio State. That's right. the three seed. And then the four seed, it's gonna come down to Cincinnati, Notre Cincinnati, Dame. Notre Dame, or maybe Oklahoma. the loser of the Ohio or Oklahoma, I, I would. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even do that. I would say maybe the loser of the Michigan-Ohio State game. I mean, this has been a, I mean, this happened in 16, too. There's the, that talk. Yeah. Um, but then again, you're putting two Big Ten schools and two SEC, SEC schools. Yeah. Like, uh, to me... But here's the thing. But the thing is, it's who are the best four teams? Like, if you're... Well, if Michigan loses and it's by three... Their two losses are the top 10 teams by a combined seven points. So then do you put Cincinnati ahead of them? I don't think so. so and do, I hate that. So are, so are those, love... Right. I think if you're undefeated, you should have a shot at, at a, at, for it. I do agree with that. But And yes, you can't follow the schedule, but that Notre Dame one is strong right now with how Notre Dame's played recently. Yeah. yeah. So... It's an interesting thing to keep an eye on. Um, yeah, I'm just glad this game's at Michigan for once um, with this with this magnitude. Um, this is the fun time I, of year in college football. I don't think. Okay, I'm. I'm brutally honest. I don't think we'll win that game. Uh, but if we do, get the statue of Jim Harbaugh built. Yeah. Um, yeah. And here's the thing the Michigan fans listening, I mean, yeah, I've criticized Harbaugh. He has not done all that well against Michigan State or Ohio State, and you have to beat your rivals. He's been with, a, he's been coaching for six years 2015, 16, 17, 18, 19. Take has out last been, year. Yep. Has it been that long? Yep. Holy so, shit. It feels like he was in the Super Bowl yesterday against his brother. Yes. God. But, but he, but he's one his he's had his, this is now his fourth 10 win season in that span. But again, it's he hasn't been to Ohio State. But it's a tough situation for Michigan because they've actually done pretty well except for last year, the COVID year, but it's not a and you you have a coach that has won has won games. Granted, not Big games, unfortunately, but still has the winning record. So it's do you stick with that or do you find? I don't just don't know who's out there that can take, elevate the team to the next level. To that point, Eric, the question I always ask is if you're not going to go with him, who are you going to get that's better? That's what I mean. And it's the question that I always I, I related to, like Carolina, the last couple of years, Cam Newton was there. Or fans are complaining about Cam Newton. It's like, okay, fine. Which, by the way, welcome back, Cam Newton. Um, but if you're not going to have him, who are you going to get that's better? Who's currently right. sitting out there? Right. You know, that's what you I think? said. You're talking to a Lions fan. Yeah. With, uh, with Matt yeah. Stafford, a fan base that ripped Stafford. And, and your question, and you've said this to me. Okay, I get that. But who's a better quarterback right now? Yeah. Who, who can you get that's a better quarterback? And you, you, couldn't, know, who, you, couldn't, you couldn't name one. Na- name me a coach that's either in college or in the pros 
that you think could show up in East Lansing in Arbor. Ann Arbor, not East Lansing, in Arbor and beat Ohio State three out of five years. There's not like they used to feel confident, like they're gonna beat Ohio State three out of five years. You that coach isn't out there right now, I don't think, unless Nick Steven, you know, decides to quit or Dabo Sweeney has you know dementia and forgets that he coaches at Clemson. To me, those are the two coaches. I wouldn't put Ryan Day there. I had, you know, coach, what he could, if he could switch from Ohio State to Michigan, and I still think the stigma would still be there of can he beat Ohio State? Yeah. So, I, I, Harbaugh gets an unfair amount of shit. I mean, he deserves a lot of it because he does run his mouth a lot, but he's gotten better with, he's gotten better with that. Um, some of his, uh, game management has been questioned and I still question it to this day, but, yeah, um, it's going to be interesting. Um, that game is so huge. Um, Big Ten East has been the best division in college football um, all year. And no one expected that. Um, we were expecting Ohio State to run that division, which they still can. But they are – there's some flaws, um, a little bit defensively. But Michigan – it's going to be interesting. Michigan has now three running backs. Um, Hassan Haskins, Blake Corum is healthy um, after an ankle injury, and fresh five-star freshman Donovan Edwards, who had wide receiver numbers against Maryland yesterday. And if they can use those three at the, on the field at the same time, use them as slot receivers, use them in different formations, it could be an interesting game to watch. Eric, do you know how you beat CJ Stroud? You um, keep him off the you keep him off the field. Yep. So you take your three running backs and you run it down their throat. Yep. And I just to me, like it's like Tom Brady. The best way to beat Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers is to not let them be on the field. Yeah. So and that say what you want about modern football. There's still old school strategies that work. <laughs> That is a tried and true baby. If you play good defense and you can control the clock, you've got statistically you have a much better chance to win. If you can shut down the other team's run game and have yours be dominant. Yep. Like that's why I love old school. Uh, that's why I love the Cleveland Browns and how they run their offense because yep. it's Nick Chubb just punching you in the face repeatedly. And then when he doesn't, it's Kareem Hunt trying to run around you. Yep. And then Baker Mayfield decides whether or not he wants to play well in this right. game. But anyway. But yeah, it's a <clears throat> yeah, and real quick too, I mean you're Michigan has two top ten projected defensive players. Aiden Hutchinson and David Ajaba. I'm gonna tell you right now if I haven't said it before, I am a Aiden Hutchinson shooter. Uh that kid is I, I think I said it last week or whenever we did this last, he's got some J.J. Watt vibes coming for me. I think he is going to show up in whatever defense he ends up on. Um, he is going to change the complete makeup. It, it's like Chase Young. Well, Chase Young changed that wide. By the way, I hope he gets better. Yes. ACL last week. And it wasn't that um, bad. It wasn't, it wasn't like your typical gruesome ACL injury either. No, it was like a like a, almost like a non-contact move slide, yeah, slide type deal. And but yeah. I guess should we talk about the NFL real quick? I mean, yeah, we've we kind of rambled on. Yeah, we did kind of go down that road, but yeah, NFL. Um, I mean, Matt Jones, rookie of the year. I'm saying it; he's the rookie of the year. Um, you know, fucking New England. Like, <laughs> like, it's, it, it's it's Green Bay. This, this is, it is. This like, is Bill, I'm going to say it. This is Belichick's best coaching job. Yeah. Yeah. Like, people were questioning, like, Mac Jones over Cam Newton. What? No. That kid is legit. He looked good against Dallas. They could have won that game. Yeah. You know? Like, I, I can't deny it anymore. Like, he may finally break the, the curse of Alabama quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be interesting to watch that one. Um, I think he's, 
I think he's there. I mean, the MVP keeps fluctuating weekly because of how crazy this year's been. Um, but I think your I think your MVPs are main candidates are still Josh Allen, Tom Brady, throwing Matt Stafford, um, Aaron Rodgers. Unfortunately, I mean, it's a quarterback. It's like the Heisman. It's a quarterback award. Yeah, there's it, nobody that you know. And I mentioned his name a couple of times, but Cam Newton's back this week. Did you hear what Jack Del Rio said? Yes. He said, I don't know, I understand how he's going to learn the playbook in two weeks. I don't think he's going to be very effective. Are you fucking kidding me? Look, I mean, I've ripped Cam. Too. Had... I've ripped Cam a lot. With Hick. And deservedly so. Um, but uh, yeah. Um, I still don't think he's, I still don't think he can throw like he used to. Um, but he doesn't have to. No. And the he, second he the second he can figure that out at his age, the better off he's gonna be. And I think Carolina, and, I think Carolina can that offense can do it with him. You know, it, um I remember which one of the Panthers said it. I think it was Luke Keekley that came out and said it this week. The Panthers feel like they are the Panthers again. Like Cam Newton, as much as I don't like him, I think he's soft mentally. And this love affair is nice, but let him go out and play bad and lose a game and see what happens. I don't think it's going to happen this week with the Chase Young-less Washington football team, um, which Ron Rivera coming back in town, that's kind of cool. Um, but, you know, he's always had this like innate ability to just bring a spark to a team. And to your point, like he, he can't throw for shit. Like at this point in his career, you know, he does not have the accuracy and the zip on his balls that he did early in his career. But man, he that team needed an attitude change. Like the first nine weeks, it was like, oh, here comes Sam Donald again. Oh, there's three picks. And now Sam Donald's done. Yep. Career wise and in Carolina. And you could feel last week, like the attitude and the mood was different. All Cam has to do. Is dump the ball off to Christian McCaffrey like 30 times a game. Keep him healthy, you know, and make the threat of his legs just be there. He doesn't have to run a lot. He just has to make people respect his ability to run. Uh, but, yeah, Jack Del Rio, bro. I, yeah. Literally speaking, why would you tug on Superman's cape? Right. Like, yes, and they're, I mean, that's kind of sane. But um, it'll be interesting to watch that. Um Dallas and Kansas City today. Dallas, Kansas uh, City. You got Detroit, Cleveland. We are not going 0-17 thanks to a, one of the worst football games I have ever watched in my life. Yeah, congrats on the tie last week. Um, the weather was shitty in Pittsburgh. And our kicker our kicker missed, a few, missed an extra point. Would have put us up 17-10. to 10. And, as, and the Ever optimist Lions fan that I am said this is going to come back to bite us in the ass, and it did. Um, so, and I missed a field goal really bad in overtime. But that overtime, my I have a friend, old coworker, Pittsburgh fan, said someone play the Benny Hill music <laughs> because. That's what it was reminding me of. I mean, the overtime, it, the overtime alone, there was, there were punts, fumbles, overturned, overturned penalty, overturned interceptions because of penalties. Bad I feel snaps. like that's like it was. It was ladies and it was awful. Ladies and gentlemen, your 2021 Detroit Lions. <laughs> no, I understand the game in general. Yeah, Roethlisberger was on the Rona list. So it was Mason Rudolph versus Jared Goff. Jared Goff got hurt and he's not playing this week. It is Tim Boyle making his first NFL start. Thank God. I don't know how bad or good Tim Boyle's. This has been a year back for quarterbacks, dude. I don't know. So how, I don't know how good. I don't know how good Tim Boyle is going to be. Hey, but, I, but I can say, how can he be worse? If Mike White can throw for 400 yards and Cooper Rush can never start a game, play his first game action since 2017 when he was drafted, throw for 300 yards and beat the Vikings, 
I'm just saying, like, you know, Cam Newton coming back last week off the street, throwing for a touchdown and rushing for a touchdown. You know, like, if there was ever a year for your backup quarterback to come in and light up the scoreboard for, like, one game, this is it. Yeah. Like, yep. So, I, and, I am rooting for the Lions this week. Please get a win. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, that kind of leads to the next thing. Thanksgiving week. The tradition of Dallas on Thanksgiving, Detroit on Thanksgiving, much to everyone's dismay for both teams. Um, hey, Dallas is stuck in the Right. But they're sick of seeing Detroit on there. They're seeing it's, but it's tradition. Detroit started it. Deal with it. But my rant on this is I don't know why. And this goes for this goes for any this goes for any team. If you play, if you have a Thursday night game, that's see. This is where I want. I think the NFL, NFL did weekly Thursday night games for a while. Usually, it started after like week eight. I think they need to go back to that and give those teams like that play on Thanksgiving, the bye week, the Sunday before. When the NFL preaches player safety, this is not safe. To have these guys travel, play a game for 60 minutes, get beat up, and have only really three days to recover. It's it's not doable. Well, that's why you see a lot of these Thursday night games. A lot of big stars don't play. You know, was it um, this past Thursday, Matt Ryan? Like... I think he either got hurt or didn't play at all. But I know Felipe Franks came in and got some action. Um, which, by the way, New England scoring 25 unanswered points against the Falcons in Atlanta <laughs> just gives me some 28-3 to flashbacks. But yeah, um, yeah, There are some interesting stats that came out there. Um, but, and then, you know, as a Dallas fan, I don't like to cry a lot because our fans are the most obnoxiously worst ones about it. But we're kind of getting screwed with the COVID rules this week. Because Cooper is in COVID protocol, and the way that like the protocol works, if you have a game on Sunday, you can't turn around and play on Thursday. Nope. Regardless if you test negative or not. So they're taking him away from us for two weeks. Yep. Not one week. And it, yeah, I, just, I think it's stupid. Yeah. I like Thursday night. I honestly don't remember the last Thursday night game I watched. Yeah. Like I act like I forgot there was a game on Thursday. I was off this week on Thursday. <laughs> was like, oh shit, there's a Thursday night game on. Yeah, but it's a. Uh, we'll see. I mean, any kind of, speaking of COVID rules, well, AB might be in some hot water. Might not. I don't know. I mean, alleged text came out that he's obtained a fake vaccine card. Which, if you do, it is a felony. So that's the most A B story of the year. That's all I'll say. Like <laughs> that guy is like he I give Tampa Bay credit. They've kept his crazy in check for like an entire calendar year. Um but yeah, there's lots of we'll comment on it, I think, more officially once there's actual facts out there and not a former chef saying this and saying he has proof, but then A B says he has proof that it's a lie. So there's a lot of gray area there right now. Yes. And please do not make this about race. It's not. Yeah, no. It has nothing to do. If you're, I think I said, texted you. This AB story will test how this country reacts because the Aaron Rodgers thing got kind of weird. Or it turned into a race thing, which everything in this country turns into race. So we'll find out now, you know, it, to me, it's not a race issue. It's a matter of, you know, it's a legal issue. You, yeah, you work for a company that requires you to have it. Whether I agree with that or not, doesn't matter. Um, but they said, hey, in order for us to pay you millions of dollars, we need you to get tested, and if you or to get vaccinated, and if you don't, this is what you have to do. Do you agree? And by everybody saying they agree, they agree. Yep. So. 
but it's also again the legality of if the cards are fake. Yeah. So reportedly, again, this is allegedly, he offered it to other NFL players. Yes. So that could turn stinky. Boy, the NFL just loves diverting the whole email story, don't they? Yeah. You think we forgot NFL? We didn't on this podcast. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see. Um, fun week coming up. Um, again, like I said, we're at the beginning, we're taking the week off for the Thanksgiving holiday. So enjoy the birds. Enjoy all the food. Gorge yourself on football and food. Be safe. Be nice to workers. And take care. Go blue. Take care. Bye, guys. Oh, you know, man, you know, man, you know, man.